I'm Mariana Gonzalez. And I'm Blake McMillan. And this is Everything's, Everything's Fine, Fine, where we talk about the duality of life. And how sometimes things are really bad and all you can think about is everything's fine, I'm fine. While other things are actually really fine and life is harmonic as we all skip into the sunset together. Here we talk LGBT issues, women's issues, and, and pop, pop culture. culture. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be fine. fine. Well, Christmas break. I haven't seen, well, I mean, I've seen you on campus twice. But we're not. So at BVU, we do this thing called mm -hmm. J term. And it's like, there's three types of classes. You can do like a project class, an internship, or go on a trip. And the trips just really, they're supposed to, they're advertised like educational, but they just look like vacations. They also have courses in which you can take that give you actual credits. So if you're kind of, if you've done your four year plan and you just can't fit in all your classes, you can take a gen ed course or something, yeah. which is a pretty cool opportunity. Oh, my, I just met my academic advisor. <laughs> well, yeah, how was your break? Um, good. I didn't really do much. Uh, Christmas was fine. I got a cat, so mm. he's a little kitten. I love he's it. My little baby. She showed me, she saw me for like two seconds yesterday, and she's like, look at my cat. I, everybody that I've shown, I show them videos. This is so cute. I love that. I went home to Mississippi. Mm. Um, she how was, was she was drive? warm. Oh, how was the drive? It was yeah. 16 hours. Oh, my Lord. I can't imagine that. So it's 16 hours there, and then 16 back. I live 15 minutes away. I can't really. <laughs> I, I did a 15 hour drive. Well, I did a 15 minute drive. <laughs> I did a 15 minute. <laughs> um, no, you know Karina? Yeah. Uh, we carpooled together. Yeah. You carpooled back too, right? Yeah. I met her here. I was hanging out with her roommate, Faith, and Faith was like, I mentioned that I was from Mississippi, and she's like, you got to meet Karina. And I was like, okay. And then I go, and Karina lives in Hattiesburg, which is 30 minutes from where I used to live. So we met 16 hours from home. But like, weird. But. I got home and my mom was complaining about how cold it was out. I was like, it's... You don't even know. The low was 30. Oh, my god. That's gosh. the high here. And I was like, Amy, this is a gentle <laughs> spring breeze that we are experiencing here in Mississippi. Oh the go-off. It was weird. We didn't have snow over Christmas here. Mm. It was weird. I didn't feel Christmassy. You looked out, everything looked dead. It was that's like, so weird. I didn't have that in Mississippi either. <laughs> I've, never had a, I've never had a white Christmas. We usually have it every year. Usually, actually, I don't think we had it last year either, but we had it in Halloween, so it was like, oh. okay, <laughs> you know. odd flex, Mother Nature, the go off. global warming, it's, um, it's coming for us all. So, I was gonna put this on the list of things that weren't fine, but it's been so long ago mm -hmm. that like we just weren't together when it happened. Mm -hmm. But they put our president in a peach. Yep, they they, <laughs> they impeach. Doc, I mean, doctor. They impeach. The, so the doctor will build your wall now. Um, oh, that was a little racist. <laughs> you're a little Latino, right? What are you? You're I'm Latino. Full. I'm full. Full Latino. Yeah. Okay. Both of my parents are Hispanic. Yes, I was mm. raised in Mexico. Fun fact for anyone. I didn't know that. Uh -huh. mm. So, off the record, I'll delete it if you want me to. No, are you here fine. legally? Yes, I'm here legally. Nice. I'm here legally. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's so, mm, since we're sitting here talking about, you know, we're going to get political. That's what we oh do. Oh, gosh. Um, no, so, uh, Immigration laws are, like, really heavy on me. They, like, especially, um, you know the ICE raid that happened over mm -hmm. the last summer? Yeah. That was in Forest, Mississippi, like, an hour from where I live. So, yeah, we're always in the news in Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, Kelly that was supposed to come here with me? Yeah. It was in her hometown. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, that really, that happened, like, close to home. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I don't know, I take that stuff really seriously. I have friends that are immigrants and people, Republicans, 
at home think it's like, well, if you want to be a citizen, just try harder, like do something about it. And it's not just like you walk in, sign a piece of paper and you're like, oh, well, I'm here legally. It's not that simple. It's so. And like seeing all these raids, like they happen here, not ICE, but, you know, immigration came here. Like I remember everybody that knew, my parents are Hispanic, so they were making calls to their friends because they knew where they were going to be at. Like watch Mm -hmm. out, don't go or don't go to Walmart. They're there. Like, it's just really sad because a lot of the Hispanics here in Storm Lake especially, they came, you know, for a better way of life. And I get that, you know, they want you to be a U.S. citizen, but they haven't exactly made that so, like, easy. Yeah, they're not just, last time I checked, they weren't just handing out green cards left and right. Exactly. And, I mean, part of me gets it. Part of me is like, I don't know, can make it a little easier, you know? I mean, we're here doing our best, you know? So in the shaky, everything's fine, I'm fine way of saying that everything's fine, here's what's not fine with the world. World War Three memes are, yep. that's happening. That's, uh, see, okay, I'm conflicted, because New York Times wrote an article about it, and they praised what Trump did. Mm-hmm. Twitter is just always mad at Trump, so I'm not really sure which side to be on. Like, yes, he got rid of the, what's that guy's name? I just know he's an Iranian general. Look, look, look. Qasem Soleimani. Qasem Soleimani. Okay. Trump. Oh, he rest in peace. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. Why are we? <clears throat> Qasem Soleimani, our president, if you've been living under a rock, he um, he made sure to get rid of him, um, and which was, you know, a thing Obama tried to do, mm-hmm. but Trump did it. A lot of people are mad because in the process, he killed innocent people. Mm-hmm. And I just, the, that's really the only topic I have prepared because I want to devote a lot of time to what is fine, and that's the upcoming caucus here in mm-hmm. Iowa. But knowing that we're about to go into another election, I'm very excited because I have not enjoyed the last three years, and we have still have one left. I just remember seeing the meme surface onto Facebook that Trump was running for president, and we all thought it was a joke, and we just laughed about it, and all of a sudden he was elected. And everything just happened. We just... <laughs> we have a man who is racist. He has openly talked about, like, he just would grab a woman by the body parts. Mm-hmm. And we were like, hmm, let's put him in. Let's make him in charge of everything. Um, and so I, I don't know. I'm very, like, prepared for this upcoming election. I'm trying to prepare myself. I'm... So I added a second major, digital media, which is like making stuff, and a lot of it is news-based information. And so now I'm having to pay attention to the news, mm-hmm. and I'm very grateful that I'm having to do that because we have we have hope pretty much with the upcoming election. I'm gonna show you. Well, actually, you're, you're you have you how long have you lived in Iowa? Um, I've lived here. Yeah, eight years. Eight years. Eight years. So you've seen two caucuses. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you wanna? So I'm, I don't know. I didn't even know what a caucus was until three days ago. Thank you. I have no idea. What it is. <laughs> um, so after I did some extensive research for one of my classes, mm-hmm. um, extensive. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much caucus. For those of you that don't know, um, and I'm mostly with this show. Like I feel like a lot of the listeners are like people that I know that I've told to listen to it, um, and. This mostly goes out to Storm Lake and BB students. That's our big audience, um, which is good because you guys, if you if you go to BV and you're an Iowa citizen, 
you definitely should partake in the upcoming caucus. Um, and basically a caucus is a process in which people in a community get together in a public place and they publicly express their support for a candidate. It's kind of like a practice run. It's like a trial of the um, general election. So you have 14 different nominees this year for Democrat. And when people in Iowa go into this caucus, they're going to support which of those 14 they think are the best. Um, And if anyone doesn't, if any of those nominees don't get 15% of the vote at their caucus at the, during this Iowa caucus, um, then if, so let's say Mariana, you go in to your caucus and it's actually your precincts. So your caucus location is called a precinct. There are 10 precincts here in BV County and there's nine in Sac County. So you go into your caucus location, which is a precinct. You go into the precinct, and Mariana, let's say you decide to, I'm unbiased, but let's say you decide to support Pete Buttigieg, who would be our first gay president. Just, you know, I'm not saying you should, but if you were to go. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so if you if he gets over 15%, then he's good. But if you were, like, if someone else, if Pete got less than 15%, which I don't see happening, um, he would go towards realignment, which means he's out and everyone that did pick him can realign with someone else. So you first you do alignment. That's the first part. You pick who you want and then realignment. So if you don't get 15%, you're allowed to go pick someone else. But Pete's out after that. So no one can pick Pete anymore. Um, So you could go pick someone else. And then um, basically the groups yeah, those groups are smaller. They can leave and realign. So if, if you don't want to realign, if you're like, well, Pete didn't get it and I don't have a backup, I don't want anybody else, I'm going to head out. You can do that or you, you, you can leave or realign. Um, but it's always important to have two or three candidates in your head just in case of realignment. Um, and that basically what it does is it splits delegates between candidates. So um, they do – so uh, they try to recruit after – they realign like you're given time to realign and like maybe a delegate will come up to you and be like hey (laughs) have you heard of elizabeth warren you want to check her out and you can be like no i already have someone else in mind or you know they can try to persuade you um and basically the goal of a caucus is to focus um on who might could win and see who has the most people in their corner whenever you know the election comes around and it's um the last nine of ten Iowa caucuses um, have been really good indicators of who won the Democratic nomination. The only one that didn't win was Hillary. She won the Iowa caucus last uh, uh, election, and she was the only one out of the ten to not make it to the presidency. Um, but usually, so they do this thing called three tickets, whoever has the top three percentage, usually the top three winners of the Iowa caucus all have a really good chance of winning the nomination. Um, And I just want to encourage new voters, caucusing is really easy and fun, and it's very important because we all have to understand the importance of the moment. Um, A lot of people go in thinking, you know, I don't, I'm not informed, or you know, my vote doesn't count, but this isn't a time to be nervous or afraid. It's a time to be brave because we don't really have a lot of young people now that are willing to go and, you know, even support a candidate. And we have 14 to choose from, and we have Donald Trump in the White House right now. So I'm just saying, if you want to condemn yourself to four more years of this, go off. But, um, you know, it's not difficult. And if you're here at BV, 
they do this thing now called satellite caucus, which you're not home, you're at school, and you can't attend in your home county. So they're doing satellite caucus. They set it up here at school, and it's a caucus here, so you don't have to go home. And I didn't know this, but if you are from Iowa and you're out of state, or if you're out of the country, like if you're in Paris, you can request a caucus set up, a satellite caucus set up in Paris, and they will like, they have one set up in Paris this year for people who are not here. Um, but yeah, Iowans all have to apply for satellite Paris or satellite caucus. They've already, they already have them in Paris and Europe this year. Um, but yeah, so with all that being said, we have 14 people to choose from. Okay. So do you want to, do you want to look at some of those options? Yeah, sure. Okay. Do you have anything you want to add? No, absolutely not. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't really know. I don't really know a lot about this whole voting process because, like I said, my parents, I'm not going to get too much into it, but I think my dad's the only one who has voted in the past. Mm-hmm. But even he, you know, his English isn't very well. Yeah. There's no way for him to let me know how the process goes. And I don't think, I haven't taken any classes in which we talked about it. So, I don't know, I'm kind of out of the loop, but I need yeah. to be in the loop because I realize I am 18, you know. Yeah. My... I don't want to say her name because I don't want her to sound uninformed. But I have this friend who is so, <laughs> like, mature. Mm-hmm. She's 22. She's, like, just smart. She's, mm-hmm. like, probably one of the smartest people here at BV. And we're in this class together. And she was, like, I don't know anything about a caucus. This whole class, my podcasting class I'm taking this semester, revolves around we're going to make a podcast episode about the caucus and so we have to learn I have no Mm -hmm. choice but to learn about this and it was so weird like you think really informed people know Mm -hmm. just if they're smarter than you or just like they got to be politically informed but no like it's just strange to know I've learned everything I just told you I learned in the last three days like Mm -hmm. it's not something that I just knew off the top of my head um and it's weird to see how many people, how little people are informed about yeah, honestly, the voting process. Everybody always talked about it around me, but I never was like, yeah. I, don't know. I didn't want to ask them to explain it to me, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Well, I'm here for you. Thank you. Um, so this year, currently, as we get closer to the election, these numbers will fall. But right now we have 14 Democrats running and three Republicans. Okay. The Republican Party is, no, they think Trump is perfect. So only two other people have stepped up to run against him. Mm-hmm. But we have 14 Democrats going against him. Um, so we have, I'm going to, we'll start with Elizabeth Warren. She's pretty chill. So Elizabeth Warren, her signature issues um, is we are facing corruption right now mm-hmm. um, from big corporations because let's say like, I th- what's he's I can't remember his name, but he's the fourth most rich person on earth right now. Mm-hmm. And he pays 1% of the money that he makes towards taxes. Um while some people are struggling to pay their bills or, you know, just for general necessities. So she is working towards a big structural change. Um, The quote that the New York Times lists for her is that it's time for women to go to Washington and fix our broken government, and that includes a woman at the top. I saw a video of her at one of the debates, and the moderator was like, now, Senator Warren, if you get, you know, the presidency, if you win, you'll be the oldest ever elected president and she said we'll also be the youngest woman ever elected and i was like that okay (laughs) like yeah i she's great um but she's mostly working towards the corrupt 
the corruption that goes on with our finances mm. and which we need. Um, my personal favorite, Pete Buttigieg. I just, there's a lot of things I love about this man. First of all, it's his last name. Um, but he is only 37 um, and he pushes a lot on the idea that he is, you know, more, he can identify with the younger generation right now. Um, which we need a new era of American politics to come through because, I mean, as you just heard, me and Mariana don't even know how a caucus works until this week. So it would be nice to have someone younger that could kind of operate and gear towards our generation because we're the, like, we're the next generation. This is going to be our America. That's so scary. Yeah, I know. I don't know what I'm doing. I want to turn 18 so bad, and I turned 18, and I just don't want it. I don't want... (laughs) scary. (laughs) I don't want to look at America, like... There's just so many things that need our attention, and it's just... They don't have our attention. It's just so frustrating. I would feel secure knowing that someone is willing to, like, gear their whole entire campaign and presidency against... Or towards us. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's also the most formidable fundraiser in the race he's raised the most money for his campaign than anyone else um he has stressed his generational identity as i said and he's focusing on issues like climate change and economic opportunity um and we love planet earth so that's important and i I care about my the economy because i want money (laughs) i want earth and i want money Mm -hmm. um starter pack um he would also be our first gay president um and his husband would be the first gentleman, which I know I'm sobbing. <laughs> I'm sobbing. Um, I knew Bernie. Oh, yeah. Let's do Bernie. We know him. <laughs> um, his signature issue is Medicare for all, and he wants free college tuition, and he wants to curtail the influence of the billionaires. Um, so he has a lot of socialist ideas, but now he is a democratic socialist. I think last election he tried to run as a socialist Mm -hmm. um but he now identifies as a democratic socialist um the only way this is a quote from him the only way we will win this election and create a government and economy that works for all is with a grassroots movement like the likes of which has never been seen in american history so um and he was the runner-up in the 2016 democratic primary he lost to hillary Mm -hmm. um so yeah i like What's his Cory Booker? So, whereas everyone else is kind of campaigning on the idea of, I feel like a lot of people like it's hard to trust people that are running for president because it kind of feels decisive. You don't really know. And he said that he is instead of campaigning on the ideas of decisiveness, he wants to campaign on the ideas of love, unity, and equality, which I think okay. is sweet. But let's see what he's about um so he's trying to expand affordable housing through tax credits and he's trying to close the racial wealth gap with his baby bonds proposal racial wealth gap is important i feel like you know a lot of upper class people we're not we're really ignoring the lower class which is tends to be african-american or other and i mean i hate i okay sidebar i watched the hate you give i don't know if you've seen that movie Mm-mm, i haven't it made me feel guilty for being white like I'm so privileged and you know we don't really realize it and I also Sabrina Carpenter is in that movie and her character was racist and I want to beat her with a hairbrush now um but yeah that was the end end tweet um 
But yeah, the racial wealth gap is there. Um, and so it'd be nice to see someone work towards a change in that. Amy Klobuchar, my friends, Logan and Emma are both from Minnesota and they're excited because she's currently the senator there. She um, is from Minnesota. And Amy Klobuchar, she um, has championed legislation to combat the opioid and drug addiction crisis and is trying to address the cost, the cost of prescription drugs, which would be nice because antidepressants, you girls on Lexpro, me. Um, and that ain't cheap. I'm glad I have insurance, but there, there's a lot of drugs that aren't cheap and it's not fair to those because people just want to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we should be preserving those just for people who can afford it, but people who want mm-hmm. to live people a life. Who need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of what she's, that's her signature issue. Um, she says it's time It's time to organize, time to galvanize, and time to take back our democracy, which is so important in 2020 because I, we don't, I don't, there is no democracy with Trump in office, but I'm going to stop there. Okay, we have our meme-friendly ex-vice president, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Um, so he's run for president twice before, um, and... He's he said that this is his last year that he wants to run for president. Um, he wants to restore America standing on global on the global stage because I feel like on a global stage America is kind of embarrassing right now, being led by an orange and whatnot, an orange that's currently in a peach. Um, he wants to strengthen economic protections for low income workers um, in the industries like manufacturing and fast food. Um, I love his quote. I've already read it. He says, if we give Donald Trump eight years in the White House, he will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation, who we are, and I cannot stand by and watch that happen. Which is true. I'm, there is this lady who came and talked to the class that I'm in, and she said that she's here. She's a campaign manager for Warren, Elizabeth Warren, and she said that in Storm Lake here, she's, she's talked to residents, and they cite embarrassment from Donald Trump's tweets, like the reasons they don't like Trump. But they also say that residents here wanted Trump because he was out of touch with politics, which at the time we need, like they kind of felt like was needed because Mm -hmm. we have so many people, like Hillary Clinton was who he was running against. And Hillary is so into politics. And at the time, America needed someone who was organized in business instead of politics. But now I feel like we are seeing the repercussions of that on a global level. For sure. Yeah, and I feel like Joe Biden is all about taking back what America stands for. So that's, I don't know. There's so many good candidates. Yeah, I was going to say, there's, these are all sounding pretty good. Um, Let's see. Michael Bennett, he's a senator from Colorado. Um, and he is seeking compromise, uh, or he's known for seeking compromise. His signature issues, he has called for modernizing the, econo- the economy in fields like AI and, and for increasing infrastructure spending. So he's focused heavily on education, and he's pledged to ensure equal access to high-quality programs by the year 2028. Um, His plans call for all students to be able to read by third grade, to be proficient in math and reading by eighth grade, and to graduate high school with the ability to earn a living wage, not just the minimum wage. Um, He's also working towards immigration reform, which we have talked about in the last 20 minutes, Um, which is nice because immigration rights are so important. or immigrant rights, sorry. He really cares, and he understands. I feel like I, we, we harked on um, uh, Pete for understanding that he can be in touch with the next generation, but it really sounds like Michael Bennett 
Um, his quote here says, we cannot be the first generation to leave less to our kids, not more. That's why I'm running for president. Let's build opportunity for every American and restore integrity to our government. Okay, I'm inspired. I like that. Yeah. So I came in here hyping up Pete, but now I'm, <laughs> I'm about to cry. Um, so Michael Bloomberg, you've heard of Bloomberg Magazine? Is that what it is? You've seen Bloomberg logo, right? They're like an online. I've heard it. Yeah, they're like an online magazine. Um, so he is a billionaire media executive and the former mayor of NYC. Um, he has voiced stark disagreement with progressives on issues including bank regulation, stop and frisk police tactics, and the Me Too movement. Um, so Ooh, I remember that. The oh. Me Too movement. Oh, have you watched the Morning Show on Apple TV? No. Oh. Oh, it's like a whole narrative on the Me Too really? movement. So it's got it's got a, like a sidebar. It's got like um, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon and Steve Carell, star-studded cast. Okay. And I will give you my login. You gotta watch it. It's eight episodes. Ah, say less. Um, say no less. We love sharing the login. That's like <laughs> that's when you know the friendship is real mm-hmm. when they give you the login. But um, anyways, Jennifer Aniston's character has been. Uh, it's kind of like Good Morning America. Her and Steve Carell's character are co-host. And he gets caught with an intern. Um, someone links it to the Washington Post or something, or the New York Times. And they cut him from the show. And they have to bring in someone new. They were already, so as the show goes on, you realize that they were about to cut Jennifer Aniston's character from the show. But now they can't because she's the only anchor they have left. Mm-hmm. So she finds out about this and she's like, making sure that, that they don't, her new co-host will be someone young and pretty, and they bring in Reese Witherspoon, who is young and pretty, um, and she's like, she hates her, because they're like, oh. trying to, she's trying to make sure that, you know, she doesn't lose her job to this young and, this young Twinkie from the city. Um, so yeah, it's really good, but okay. there's, uh, Steve Carell, after his character gets taken off the show, they do like this whole, his whole character arc is about trying to undo, like, and make sense of the Me Too movement, like trying to, you know, like, understand why he's being... Because I feel like Me Too, the the Predators, they don't really, like... He, he claims it was consensual, but, like, it's just a whole thing. It's really good. Anyways, yeah. Michael Bloomberg is trying to undo that. Um, take that, Steve Carell. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, we have Tulsi Gabbard. She's 38, and she is currently a congresswoman from Hawaii. Um, she supported Bernie in the 2016 primaries, and her signature issue is the opposition to American military intervention overseas, including countries like Syria. Um, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh. She has apologized for her history of anti-gay statements and her past work for an anti-gay advocacy group. All right, next person. She looked nice, but nothing. Yeah, she's really pretty. Um, She's got a colored past, though. (laughs) Um, John Delaney, he's 56. He was a congressman from Maryland. Um, and he was elected to the House in 2012 as a pragmatic idolist. He's pitched himself as a bipartisan problem solver, he, but he has endorsed liberal causes like universal health care. He has visited every county in Iowa, but hasn't done much to improve his long shot prospects. He says... <laughs> his picture and his quote looks like he walked into an audition... Like, he wasn't supposed to be there, but they gave it to him, so he was like, okay, Uh, read this. I think I'm the right person for the job. (laughs) But not enough people knew who I was or still know who I am. And his pictures of this. I love it. If you guys go to the New York Times 
you'll see this photo. It's um okay. This is a really bad bio that they gave him. Mm-hmm. And New York Times usually isn't very biased, so I don't think they're trying to roast him. I think this is the truth. This is this is bad for him. I'm you, he looks like he isn't supposed to be there, but he is. Like, and he basically yeah. said, I'm not supposed to be here. No <laughs> one knows who I, I can. I could get the job. It's just no one's trying to hire me, is what the quote nobody says. Nobody knows who I am. Um, and it, also, they kind of roast him. They say he's went everywhere in Iowa, but hasn't I really done, yeah. done much to prove himself. That's, that's tough. Well, John, good luck getting that 15%. <laughs> um, Deval Patrick, he is a former governor of Massachusetts. Um, currently the executive at Bain Capital, which is a private equity firm. Um, his signature issue, as governor, he focused on economic development and innovation and made Massachusetts a hub for life science jobs. Um, he's a close friend of Barack Obama. Um, and in t- 2006, he became the second ever elected black governor in the U.S. He's told advisors that he envisions a campaign focused more on bringing per- people together and healing the country than making a particular ideological cause case sorry well i mean he's bffs with brock that's all i really got from that <laughs> we say it <laughs> i know really okay yeah um we have tom stayer he is 62 and he's a former billionaire he's a billionaire former hedge fund executive um he's currently a climate change and impeachment activist we're all impeachment activists in 2020 <laughs> um so he is trying to fight climate change, promoting renewable energy, and he's trying to impeach Mr. Trump. Can't blame the guy. Um, so his quote says, Americans are deeply disappointed and hurt by the way they've, they're treated by what they think is the power elite in Washington, D.C. Uh, okay. He cares about climate change, and he cares about getting rid of Trump. Trump. That, that's about the third thing I've read that's shade towards Trump. He's got impeaching Mr. Trump like four times. Yeah, it says impeachment activists. Americans are hurt by the way they're treated by the power in Washington, which is Trump. Um, <laughs> he's spending millions of dollars in TV ads demanding we impeach Trump. Uh, you know what, Tom? What, by the time you get in office, Trump will be out of office. So if your half of your campaign is devoted towards impeaching Trump, like this is just a 2020 problem. Mm-hmm. You won't be in office until 2021. So that's true. That's not long term, I feel like. Um, um, so Marianne Williamson, she's a self-help author and a new age lecturer. Her signature issue is she's proposed $100 billion in reparations for slavery with $10 billion to be distributed annually over a decade for economic and education projects. She has championed the rights of gay men with AIDS. She's founded a charity that now supplies meals to people with serious illnesses. Um, and she's the author of more than a dozen self-help and spirituality books. She's got a good spirituality books. I don't. We need a moral and spiritual awakening in the country. Nothing short of that is adequate to fundamentally change the patterns of our political dysfunction. Okay, <laughs> she sounds like a cross between like an activist and like a. I, I don't mean to roast anyone. Like I'm not. I, mm-hmm. I like her. She's like a, a really sweet hippie. Yeah, like, sweet hippie. That's what I'm getting. I'm getting yeah, that from her. Yeah, I like okay. her. But she's proposing a lot of money to fix. I mean, slavery. hundred billion. Slavery is important, like to get rid of, but that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And then ten billion for economic and education products. And we are already in debt. I was gonna say, aren't we in a lot of debt? That's a lot. Of money, though. Um, and then Yang is our last one. 
Andrew Yang. He's 44. He's a former tech executive who founded an economic development nonprofit. Um, he, his signature issue, he's establishing a universal basic income of a thousand per month for all Americans. Oh, uh, basic income. So we would all make a thousand dollars per month. I would like to. I would like to see his proposal mm-hmm. to how he's going to do that because that's a that's a big promise. Because um, I don't even make like but two hundred a month. So um, <laughs> he has drawn media attention for highlighting tech issues like robotics and AI. Um, his basic campaign is is he's based his campaign on a proposal to establish a basic income funded by the government. So um, that's. All 14 of the Democrats. I don't think there's been that many in a while, if there has been. I know there's been more than that in the past, but that's a lot. And I feel like Democrats realize the need to get a different, like the Democrats are stepping up because of what we currently have in office. The Republican Party has sent only two people, because I just hate how the the Republicans think Trump is great. They praise him so much. So we have so we have 14 Democrats running, and the Republicans. There's Trump, and then two guys that want him out of office. That's it. Only two of them stepped up. Um, but first, let's read the bio of our current president. Oh my! <laughs> Donald J. Trump is currently his job is the U.S. president. Um, he says, considering that we have done more than any administration in the first two years, this should be easy. More great things are now in the works. Doesn't he have a Twitter? And he, like, tweets all the time? I'm, that might be a quote from his Twitter. Oh, my gosh. All the crap, all the stuff that he posts, I was just like, really? This is the guy that's sitting in the White House right now. This is the man that we, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> his signature issues, he is restricting immigration and building a wall at the Mexican border. He's renegotiating or trying to cancel international deals on trade, arms control, and climate change. And he's withdrawing American troops from overseas. (laughs) Times President of the Year. Okay, Joe Walsh. Um, He's currently a conservative radio show host, and he used to... Hey, a radio show host. Okay. There's a chance for us if (laughs) if we decide to become Republican presidential candidates. Um... And he's a former congressman from Illinois. Um, he says, we've got a guy in the White House who is unfit, completely unfit to be president, and it stuns me that nobody stepped up. His signature issues, reduce, reducing the national debt, restraining executive power, securing the border, defeating Trump, who he says can't be trusted. Um, it says in his bio that he has called Mr. Obama a Muslim and a traitor, though he later said he regretted some of those comments. Well... And finally, William F. Weld, who is 74, he is the former governor of Massachusetts. Um, He says, I hope to see the Republican Party assume once again the mantle of being the party of Lincoln. His signature issues, he favors fiscal restraint, free trade, and moderate immigration reform, and has endorsed steps to legalize marijuana. So he ran for vice president of the Libertarian Party in 2016. and he's exploring a primary challenge to Mr. Trump. So that is our 17 choices. Um, and as things, as it goes on, the Democrats will narrow these 14 down to one. And the Republicans are going to narrow down their three to one, but I think we already know who they're going to choose to be their one, Trump. And so 
Do you have any any feelings about any of these 14? Not really. It's just a, a few to choose from. Mm-hmm. I just a few 14. Um and so as as Iowa caucus approaches, um it's going to set the stage. It's going to weed out and slim down this number. So um I would really like I love Pete. I love Pete. Um I love Pete Buttigieg. Um I feel good about Elizabeth Warren. I feel good about Elizabeth Warren too, honestly. Um who else? Bennett? Yeah. He's he cares about the future. Um I don't know how to feel about Delaney. The guy that um has like he looks like he's not supposed to be there. He's in his bios, I think I'm the right person for the job. But not enough people know me, you know? Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then who else? There Williamson. I don't trust her. I do not trust her. Wait, no, we like her. She's the hippie. Who was it? Gabbard. Gabbard. That's the one. Tulsi Gabbard. I don't trust her. She's against the gays. She used to work for an anti-gay group. Yeah, no. You guys are like, eh, you know what? I like them, though. You know what? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. I just, like, I used I to lead. A, I take it back. I used to lead, yeah, an anti-gay advocacy group, but it's okay. But now I want to give you all rights. I am looking for someone in office who will help the LGBTQ plus community because coming from Mississippi, it's still okay to be discriminated at home. How am I going to go home and see my parents? Like if I, I mean, I, I'm going to, but like, I don't want to, you know, I want to see someone who's going to change the South. That's my primary concern coming from the South. I care about the South. Um, and so our next episode, we're already at 42 minutes. Well, we went through all of them, so. Yeah. Well, it didn't feel like it was that long. I thought it was like 20 minutes in. That go off. Um, <laughs> did I bore you? Um, not really. Not really. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, too. It really informed me on what like the candidates were and what their, their um, plans were. So do you think you'll caucus? Yeah, I think so. That's awesome. You'll have to tell us what it's like. Okay. I wish I could caucus, but I'm not at home. So, mm-hmm. But um, I am the, the lady that I was talking about earlier who... Um, it works for Elizabeth Warren that went to came around Storm Lake. I'm actually when we get done here, me and my friend Isabel, we're going to talk to her for our assignment. Um, and she said something about I might be able to represent Mississippi from Iowa, so my voice can still be heard. Um, so when the Mississippi caucus comes around, she might could find a way for me to satellite caucus to Mississippi. So I'm excited about that, but I've never got to caucus before. Um, so I'm excited that you'll be doing that. It's February 3rd, so we have a little less than a month mm-hmm. to, you know, choose your choose your two or three people because there, there's 14. So I feel like a few of these people are going to be below 15%. Mm-hmm. So just pick two or three and be prepared for yeah. have a backup plan. But yeah, um, I'm excited. Um, I'm really excited. Like I've like 2020 new decade. We're getting a new president, hopefully. I feel really confident just from, like, seven of these people that we've read mm-hmm. about that at least one of them can be – I mean, all of them are better than Trump. Yeah. I just – I have really big hopes for this new decade mm-hmm. just because of everything that's going on in the world. There's just – everybody needs to somewhat be on the same page in order to accomplish the things that we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I just – I'm really hoping it. It works out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 
Um, but that's that's yeah. Oh my gosh, let's let's do it. Twenty twenty is our year, and like I said, it's not the time to be nervous or afraid. It's time to be brave and step mm-hmm. up. You have a voice, you have a caucus, so like take part in that, Iowa. We love you, and we want you to love our country. Send tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much that's all I really want to talk about because caucus. I feel like not enough people know about it. <laughs> yeah, they put a Pete ad at the top of the, this article we've been reading, so they know what's up. Um, I am going, so next week, we for my podcasting class, I'm going to interview a few different um, people that are managing all some of these Democrats, um, their campaign. I'm going to get to do that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And I'm going to bring back some audio and try to clip it in okay. to the episode. So we'll be analyzing what all these people stand for. And I'm going to get to talk to some of the people that are working with them. That's really cool. I'm excited. That's a really that's a really cool opportunity. Where are you going to go do that? So right now, because we still have the Iowa caucus is first. And so they're working their butts off throughout the state. So next week, they are. there's a debate next week that... I'm not going, I'm not able to get into because it's very exclusive and like so many seats, like you can't sit, fit everyone that wants to go to a democratic debate mm-hmm. in there. But I'm going to be like on the doorsteps outside, like waiting to talk to someone, mm-hmm. get in touch with someone. Um, and so uh, we're going to Des Moines. I have it in my notes because I have to find some people to interview. We're going to D- Des Moines, Marshalltown, and then Iowa City. Okay. So there currently all of these Democrats are running throughout the state because they're trying to get to all these places in Iowa because the caucus is here. And so they're trying to... I need to do some research to see some of these people. I'm so excited. Let's... Road trip. I'm serious. I would love that. Um, I'm going to a Bernie Sanders rally on Sunday. Where at? Um, I think it's the one in Des Moines. I'm going to go stay at a friend's house this weekend in Des Moines. I think it's in Des Moines. I'm not sure. I'll I'll text you. Okay, let me know. Because we're going to talk about it in class tomorrow. Okay. That'd be cool. He's scary. Bernie? No, my friend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know. I love... I don't know. When I have a gay friend, I love saying that because, like, every gay person that I've ever met has such a genuine heart. And I love them <laughs> with all my heart because they're so sweet. And I just... How can... How can... How can my dad hate the sweetest... <gasps> ah, the sweetest community on earth? If you guys don't know Blake... He's such a genuine soul. He's got such a good heart. Ever since I met him, I just ran up to him. Okay, so originally I met I'm climbing under the desk. (laughs) I met his friend that was supposed to come here with him. And I recognized him from her pictures. So I saw him. I'm like, oh, you know, this is Kelly's friend. Like, I went up to him. I'm like, hi, like, I'm Kelly's friend. And all straight away, he's like, oh, hi. Like, yeah, he was just so sweet. Literally, we were friends right there in, in, in the moment. The you know? first, I came into her room. I still have the, the picture. Fir- I have the, the video. The second day of the video. <laughs> I took a video of you, yeah. I was like, I just met you, but I love you. Aw, I don't remember that. You'll have to send it to me. Um, gotcha. I have the picture of me and you um, laying in your floor. Yeah. That we took the picture in the mirror. Yeah. Oh, and oh, baby. I was like, I don't know anyone here, but I love this girl. I used to hang out with Logan and be like, mm-hmm. like, because you were, when Logan lived in, uh, Pierce, right. I would like run over to your room. I'd be like, I'm gonna go see if Mariana's in it's her okay. room. And I'd be, I usually be playing Apex, but you know. She's always playing video <laughs> games. I love her. I love you, we love a nerd woman. I love you. <laughs> um, but because of that, um, because I'm going on that trip Monday, 
It's gonna be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We usually record on Monday and Tuesday, but I won't be here. So no episode next week. But then the next week, I'm bringing back all of the audio from He's my trip. back with some juicy details. Uh, yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna find out who wins. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna tell all of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to go. Um, me and Isabel are about to go meet with a, a lady who works with Elizabeth okay. Warren. I have to go to Okay, cool. Got a busy, busy day. Well, that, I'm Blake McMillan. I'm Marina Gonzalez. And this was Everything's, Everything's Fine. fine. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. I love you. you I love us. The end. Hey, Blake, what if we took the last 10 years, the last decade, and we go through each year and we pick a song that we find best or most important for that year, and then we talk about it? What if we do exactly that and put it in a podcast, except talk about every Taylor Swift album that came out last decade? I like the first part of the idea. Uh, so you like my idea? Part of it. On Vibe Check, we are going to be talking about the past 10 years of music and their cultural significance and their impact on us. And how they changed the world! Yeah. Maybe not that extreme, though. Okay. I hear mm-hmm. it now. I'm sorry. Starting January 25th, Vibe Check will be available on all streaming platforms to listen to. So check it out. Made in Storm Lake, Iowa. Yeah. Part of the Everything's Fine family. Yeah. Blake McMillan Industries, LLC. Uh, does that mean I have a patent? Do you, do you wanna? Sure. I, I invented that. podcasts.